What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Hello! Hi, Kathy! Good morning! How are you? Oh my God. You know that's a loaded question. So hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is Kathy Keegan and Elaine Williams with Still Human. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new to us, we started this podcast because we wanted to take a comedic look at being a coach, being an entrepreneur, and being human. (laughs) And how you can be this amazing coach for other people, but sometimes it's really hard to coach yourself. And that's why it's good to be surrounded with other cool coaches and Kathy has been such an inspiration to me and how she handles life. And we just kept laughing. So that's why we created Still Human Podcast. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, I think, uh, Elaine, it's so important to tell on ourselves. Um, <laughs> how long do you have? <laughs> well, there is a caveat to that or a caveat to oh, that, yes. which is you do have to read the room. <laughs> so. You know, um, there is a lot to be said about being vulnerable and being open, and that's that's fine. I mean, I think that's that's really important. And you have to read the room, you know, because there are certain places where I probably wouldn't go into like a supermarket and say, I'm feeling really crowded here right now because someone's going to record that and post it on Facebook and I'll be shamed or something. But... But that's not me. That's I don't do that. But anyway, um, poor example. And, you know, Elaine, the thing I always think about with you is when we get on the phone, Elaine says, Kathy! And the way she says my name, it's like, I just feel like I've been wrapped in a blanket. You know, and it's it's just, it's so nice. And there really is this idea of how we connect and what we're learning that even the brain, our brains are now connecting somehow, some way, and they're proving this scientifically. So it's, it's, there's, there's what we're doing on the surface, and then there's other kinds of connection that's happening. And so I don't understand it yet, um, but I do think it's fascinating. And there is something about this being able to connect with people. And I'm an introvert. And what that means is I'm not shy. It means energetically I need to restore. So for me, when I'm with people, it takes away energy over a period of time. And so there comes a moment where my husband and I call it hitting a wall, where I really, there's an inside voice that just says, okay, you're done now. Like, there's nothing else to say. And then you just go and restore yourself. And, you know, you just go and spend a little quiet time. And that helps you get restored. So it's important to understand that introversion is not necessarily shyness but it's energetic. And the energy that Elaine and I share just helps so much. Mm, Thank you. I love that. And you know, I didn't, I've always loved people and going and talking and, but I didn't realize there's a part of me that's an introvert that needs to replenish and restore. And I, I was just watching this video that you and I are both in that we did at the platinum in Austin. And, uh, and I'm, I look gray. And because it was at the end of the conference 
And I know that I was just exhausted energetically, even though I was learning a lot and very overstimulated. Like it was exciting, but I was, you know, look in hindsight, three years later, I realized like Elaine, if you ever go to another live conference, you have got to schedule more down, you know, like it's, I love people, but, um, I need to restore too. And I love what you mentioned about vulnerability. You know, I, I, uh, I might get a little verklempt. It's, it's been, um, you know, an interesting time, right? Like, yay, you, you got the vaccine. I'm so happy for people who are getting it and I still can't even get an appointment. <laughs> so it's like that whole vaccine envy a little bit, <laughs> which I never thought, you know, like if you told me a year ago, like there's all these conversations about the vaccine. And, um, but I love the vulnerability piece because I was thinking how I'm an actress trained my whole life. And yet, as a human being, I really don't want to feel like I really like. So to me, that is like the craziest paradox of like I've grown up in the arts, expressing myself, singing, dancing, acting, voiceover, blah, whatever. But then, as a human being, I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm busy. I'm just fine. I really, you know, being vulnerable is necessary for true connection. And yet. A part of me is like, do I have to really like, can I just be vulnerable like on stage, but not like with people, you know? <laughs> oh, it's so true. It, it, I feel the exact same way, you know, yeah, and yeah. because for a long time, vulnerability was kind of used against you in yeah, some ways. Yeah. Right. And so there's always that feeling of, well, if I open this up, then they've got info on me that they can use against me, which is kind of a paranoid way of living. But, you know, there are elements of human nature that prove that out over and over and over again. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. One of my clients, um, she is so brilliant. And she said how um, that she, there was a need to be perfect growing up so that you wouldn't be the target. And I could so relate to that. And I think anybody who grew up with dysfunction would be like, yep, me too. And you either try to be perfect and that's not enough. Or sometimes we rebel and like, forget you. I'm just going to do, you know, and neither of them that really works. And that's why it's so great to do work. But I, you know, I have to say, I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful. I have clients. I've got a new program. I'm like, I got booked to speak. I'm like, yay, this stuff is happening. And I, I also do a side hustle of, I help people organize their stuff, declutter, and then stage their house so that it, they can get the most for the you know, most bang for your buck. And I've, I've gotten to work with this realtor like four times and she's a hoot. Anyway, so I'm over helping this woman who is amazing. I think she's in her seventies, at least late sixties. And she does iron men. I like, not just marathons, not just triathlons where you swim and bike and jog, but she does it like whatever the Iron Man thing is. And and I love it because she's very down to earth about it. She's like, oh yeah, I have sponsors. I'm like, you have sponsors? Like you get free pasta? Like she has sponsors. Like anyway, so I was like, okay, that you know, that story of I'm getting too old or whatever, that just got blown out of the water. So I'm grateful for that. But the other thing that I I was so inspired and um, 
she was married to a, a woman for 30 years. So she was way ahead of the times, right? Like now it's cool to be fluid or whatever, but for 30 years, she had this partnership and this woman unfortunately um, got cancer and passed a couple of years ago, but you can feel the love and the reverence for this woman. Like, and, uh, and you know, and I'm, and I, pe people bring me in cause I work fast. So I'm like, okay, sort this, this goes here. This is going to Brooklyn, da, da, da. you know, it's like the, and if I'm going up the stairs, I'm carrying something because full hands in, full hands out. That's what you learn in the restaurant business. Anyway, so I just was like, okay, is this a, so pick up this box and there's a picture. I'm going to get choked up. There's a picture of her and her former lady and they're holding hands and you can really only see the profile of the, the other person, but this person that I'm helping, you see more of her face and the look of love on this woman's face is so beautiful. And I, it took my breath away. It took my breath away that it was just like reverence and love and reciprocal. And like, there was just so much in that picture. And I was like, wow, you know, and so I've just been thinking about love a lot and how I am, I feel like I'm so bad at it, <laughs> you know, like this is a, our podcast is about being vulnerable and, and, and passing wisdom and tips, but you know, I'm 20 years in recovery, but I am still so conditional. I, I love you. I love you. I love you. What you're dead to me, you know? And, and I'm the most conditional with myself, you know, of like, you should be further along. Oh my God. Are you ever going to get over? Are you ever going to get good? You know, like my self-talk is still, you know, I've come a long way, but I think that's one reason I'm, you know, I feel like the universe sends me signs to pay attention to. So I've just been really having this conversation come at me and like, you know, I do these 7am morning meditation meetings with sober sisters and I'm so grateful so because if I didn't have this during COVID, I think I would have gone start, start raving mad, or I might've picked up food again, or, you know, I've had so many addictions. <laughs> I would have picked up bad boys, even with masks. I don't know. Like God only knows. Right. Or, um, started watching the shopping channel, I, you know, but with masks. Yes. Yeah, if you're gonna pick up a guy, you got to make him wear lots of things. <laughs> so, more sage advice that that's why you pay me the big bucks here. So, anyway, so I'm in this morning meditation meeting. We've been meeting for over a year now, and I'm so grateful. And it's been really amazing to come through this pandemic together. And I'm talking roll out of bed, drinking your coffee in your nightgown with no bra on, um, you know, and your hair, I look like Medusa, like that intimate. Anyway, so this woman was sharing today, and I've known her for years, that her son is probably going to choose to live with his father in Puerto Rico. And, um, and I can't imagine the pain of that. I cannot imagine. You know, there's a reason I didn't have kids, because I don't think I could have handled it. Of like, carrying this other human being around with you in your body and then pushing them out and then pouring your heart and soul into another human being. And then if you do it well, they leave. Like, 
right? Like if you, if you, if you hopefully instilled some good stuff in this human being, then they're meant to go forth and multiply on their own. But like, how do mothers do that? Like, ah, you know, I can barely, my Ivy, you know, but anyways, just, she was just sharing about how she's been crying and crying in her process, but it was so beautiful because at the end of the day, she wants to do what's best for her child. But I just, you know, and I was just moved again about the power of love and how it's, it is fucking messy. It's really messy. It's messy. It's messy. And I, you know, when we go through the things and the feelings, because I think the other thing is that, you know, you were talking about the messages that you give to yourself and all of that. I totally relate to it, you know, because we learn to be, some of us did learn to be harder on ourselves than anybody else. And so part of the learning is not so much that these things don't happen or we don't have these moments that are painful, but it's how your friend is working through it. She's feeling the pain, she's expressing her feelings, but she's allowing enough space to come in to say, but I need to do what's best for him. And it is his choice. And you're right, mad, huge, enormous respect for parents and parenting. One of the toughest unrecognized jobs in the world. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm in awe. I am in awe. The few, the few times I, you know, babysat for a while or even taking care of a puppy was, you saw me. I was like, like I didn't, I never, I've taken care of lots of dogs, taking care of iguanas, parrots, you know, cats, but like a puppy that was like a whole nother level of stuff, you know? Yeah. And the, and it's the, you know, um, I took care of lots and lots of kids when I was much younger and it's, it's the, it's the reason, it's the reason why I ended up deciding not to have kids because the amount of work and quite frankly, the thanklessness of it and the pressures of it, um, are, are just, it's so, it really requires an extraordinary kind of love. Um, because if they're just the hours and hours of walking with a kid and trying to calm them down. If you're babysitting for the whole weekend, you have the kid that misses the parents and, or you're in the middle of a heat wave and you've got three kids and you have to figure out how to keep them cool. And, um, because they're irritated by the, you know, by the heat and there's no, you know, it's not a house with air conditioning. So, yeah, I mean, and those were, those were me stepping in for periods of time. Now I did, I did overdo it because I was babysitting for like, I think at one point I had like 13 different families as clients because I could handle, I, I mean, I, I'm, I love kids. I have 10 nieces and nephews. They're fabulous. Um, but I also realized my own shortcomings and, you know, it was just sort of like, oh, I don't know if I can do this because it takes a different kind of bravery and love to do that. And so, yeah, this is a, an homage, homage, whatever the word is, to people. Uh, yeah. And yeah, for, for, for what they have to do because it's, it's, it's unseen, it's unspoken. Most, most people with kids, by the time they get to the office, they've already been up for like five hours in the days that you would get to an office or go to one. Now you get to do all of that at home with the kids there. And it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. So take a moment, 
to thank families and parents uh, for what they're putting up with and what they're going through now, especially during the time where we're, we're kind of locked in. I love that. And, you know, I'd love to talk to you about rituals because, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm great with my mornings. I feel like I'm, I get up and I'm really working on creating some kind of ritual at night so that I feel, because as an entrepreneur, you're never done. There's always, ah, I didn't get to that email. Ah, I didn't, didn't, uh, you know, there's, and it's like, I know this was part of the reason I think I resisted growing before because a part of me was like, I can't work much harder, you know? And so I'm really practicing working smarter, communicating, learning how to have help and delegating. And, you know, there's so many different skills, but, um, so I'm working on that. But one thing I've been doing is writing notes to people, um, shooting for one a day of just like acknowledging them, appreciating them, thanking them. And whether it's an old client or an old teacher or, you know, and to me, it's so fun because it's like snail mail. Oh, my God. And it's, you know, you can feel it. And um, and what I love, too, is it it helps me open my heart. So I'm not in that like. I got to go. I got to go. I got to make stuff happen. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, it's like, okay, breathe, Elaine, breathe. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, even in business, like in the stock market, they have something called a good night process. What? Yeah. And so, and it's what, it's the reconciliation that they need to do. So they know what they have. They know what they need to settle. They know what's, when it's going to settle. So there's a whole process around that. And it was actually from that, that I started to come up with little rituals. And again, when we're talking about rituals, I think oftentimes, you know, for listeners, it takes us longer to talk about the things that we do than to do them. (laughs) You know, it's funny because the minute you said, you said rituals this time, I pictured like witches around a cauldron, like toil and trouble, black and bubble. But (laughs) I mean, you can do that. You can dance in the moonlight, but I think there's other rituals too. Right. It's what you choose and what we're what works for you, you know? And and here's the thing. I mean, I I think that you have a ritual already. Every single person, whether you think you have a ritual or not, you have one. You have one in the morning, you have one during the day, and you have one at night. It's just an unacknowledged one. And so there are things that we do routinely that we may not call a ritual, but it's what we do. And so it's, it's sort of like that thing, I think I talked about it before, how they did this study with uh, people who were cleaning in hotels. And they told half the people cleaning in hotels that the work they were doing was actually exercise. So not only was it good work that helped the place stay clean, but it was also exercise. And then the other half, they never said anything, they just told them what good work it was. And the people in the part where they found out that it was really counting as exercise lost weight started exercising started feeling better about themselves so just by labeling the thing that they were already doing it made it 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 just turned it into something and so we are humans we have rituals we we do they're just they're just not named yet you know and so it's sort of you know as you say it's like good morning, good afternoon, and good night. 
you know, what are some things that, that, that we do at night? And of course, if you want to open up a magazine, there are all kinds of rituals, but maybe you start just by noticing what yours are right now. Yeah, as Elaine Boozler said, Elaine Boozler said years ago for our younger listeners, really funny woman, she said, a pint of ice cream serves four? That's hilarious. Right. To, that, <laughs> that serves one. What is wrong with you people? I know. I remember one time my therapist was like, well, you, do, you could just have a portion. And I looked at her like, are you crazy? <laughs> what is this word portion? Like a pint. Yeah, that's a portion that, you know, like... <laughs> You don't absolutely. divide that up. Absolutely. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, you know, another thing, just while we're on vulnerability, because why not? Um, I'm noticing, you know, I, we, we, Kathy and I talk a lot about fight, flight, freeze, freak out. What's the fourth one? Well, the, oh, that's a good one. Um, fight, flight, freeze, faint, and now vanish. And vanish. Like that and vanish. Poof. Like. Right. So like if you grew up like, ah, and I've noticed now that um, we have a new administration, there's a little bit of emptiness. Like I really, and I, I hate admitting this, but I really see how, like I always say I'm a recovering drama queen and there is a tiny part of me that gets a charge, an emotional charge because I get to be right. I get to be self-righteous. I get to be ugh, superior. I get to um, point the finger at other people, especially a former ex. We shall not say his name, you know? And I, so I've just been noticing how there's a part of me that I don't want to admit this, but that has gotten off on, oh, what is he doing now? Oh my God, this is so, like all this tragedy and self-righteous oh and so i'm noticing i feel like my nervous system is sort of kind of rebalancing yeah, yeah. of like and, you know i i've felt that too because it, there's there's a habit there that that you develop because the the, the headlines were always so big you know and so that's triggering chemicals in your body and some of them are the kind that need more of it to sustain, which is kind of what happens with, you know, with addiction is sort of like, you know, the, the idea that um, in order to maintain this, you have to do more of that, right? And so there are times that that's what doom scrolling is all about. You know, there's a hit somewhere of dopamine or whatever the chemical is, and that's, that's one that's not renewable energy. So it's, it's you need more and you need more to maintain whatever that level is, right? And so that's what doom scrolling is. You're just going from one thing to another, waiting for something to hit. You know, it's sort of, that's what addiction was. Not only was addi is addiction, you know, to sort of drown things out, but was also try to recreate conditions where you felt somehow excited, you know, and whether, and it didn't matter what it was, whether it was positive or negative, it's just whatever kind of floated your boat or, or got you into that state. So I really feel the same way that, you know, I, I'm looking for something to, you know, be like a disaster, 
and 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 again i say that not because i want there to be a disaster but because i have been conditioned over the last number of years to just sort of saying what fresh hell is this what's coming what's yeah it's so it's so interesting i i mean i think our bodies are so much smarter than our heads at least mine is yes you know and um <laughs> and another one of my clients was uh she's this amazing gorgeous image consultant and she was married unfortunately to a very sick person who's probably not just a raging addict but probably um narcissist or borderline personality you know it's not just the addiction although that would be enough and <clears throat> anyway so i've been working with her with different things and our last conversation she said is it weird when you're used to running on adrenaline is it weird to feel like uh a crash and i said no and this is one thing i feel like we all hopefully will be talking about because i noticed after working you know in this crazy new york city restaurant for a long time and i was a trainer and i was there was every shift there was some form of drama and sometimes it was incredibly crazy right like it was it was a great place and it was hell at the same time and so many great lessons but i i really once i finally realized i had if i was going to grow as a human being and as a motivational speaker and a loving thought leader i i could not put myself in that environment anymore and i had to kind of divorce this restaurant and um but i noticed that there was a part of me that was like m almost missing that because there was a lot of adrenaline happening. And so I have had to learn how to work in a totally different way. And I'm so grateful. And that's been, for me, one of the blessings about COVID is like getting to slow down even more and learning how to make my own magic. And, you know, and I'll share, how are we doing on time? I'm... Okay, okay, cool. So when I was four, Kathy, I want to tell you, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> My sister's been like, is this going to be a long one? <laughs> no, she just, she says it very lovingly. Um, and now I totally forgot my point. So it'll come back to me, I'm sure. Oh, it came. Right. It comes back like I know... You know, I'm about to have a birthday and I'm learning. I'll walk somewhere and I and I'll just stand there and breathe because I know, okay, I forgot, but it'll come back to me. So at least I'm not panicking so much. But so I was talking with my um fabulous, amazing assistant yesterday, and she had some brilliant ideas for us. And um, and we were talking about, you know, and she's way younger, way hipper, and I'm grateful for her for her. And she said, I said, well, those TikTok things, you know, the dancing. And she goes, actually, I know a lot of people who are getting a lot of, a lot of interaction from that business people. You should make a TikTok dance for me. And I was like, okay. And of course I immediately wanted my perfection. Oh, I got to like do my hair. And she goes, no, don't, you don't have to put makeup on. You don't have to do your hair. Just do a, do a dance, do a goofy dance, silly dance. So I did put lipstick on. I did, I had, to, you know, and then I put on my, I did have, I did have clothes on and I, I put, um, a good supportive bra on because 
I knew I was going to be moving around. And then I, and then I put on George Michael freedom and I danced and I recorded the whole thing. And I had so much joy, like, and I, and I, I know that song backwards and forwards. I went to his concert, me and eight gay guys. Like I, and you know, he gave so much to charity. I just love the guy. Anyway, I had so much fun and it was like two minutes, 30 seconds or whatever. And she may be like horrified by it. I don't know, but I sent it to her and I thought, you know what? I don't care. Like it, I was having so much fun and like dancing to the thing and, you know, doing very, what I would consider like middle-aged white lady moves, you know, but I, it was so much fun and it's, it's not a trendy dance. It's not one of those like hip hop, you know, kind of things that I, I, I might break a hip. I don't know. But anyway, it was so much fun. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I gave myself a dance break and I, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Dance break. It was just, you know, right. White lady moves, white lady moves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's so great. So tell me what else is going on with you, Kathy. How are your clients? What's what's happening? What do you feel? You know, your fingers on the pulse of something. <laughs> Frozen fish? Frozen fish. Well, <laughs> Frozen in Chicago? I don't know. Oh, you know, it's it's interesting how much my attitude about the weather has changed. I'm telling you, I am coming from being a person, if it's a sunny day, it's a good day. And then I would get upset with myself if I didn't feel well or didn't really like rule the day because it was a sunny day out. I mean, you know, when you think about your own journey and where you come to, it's it's kind of fascinating because, you know, we just went through a really nasty cold spell. And um, it was kind of hard because it, well, it wasn't, it was, you know, it was like below zero or zero. And, you know, and <laughs> and you, and so it, it's just, so even in, even in an, an apartment, you know, it, it was mostly, I feel like I have heat now as opposed to something trying to fight off the cold, you know? And so there is a relief in that and a release of having kind of made it through because, you know, I was wearing, I think we did one podcast where I was wearing like a huge sweater that I have never, ever been able to wear indoors. And I could wear it the whole day and be just fine. Um, and so, you know, so it's, it's just little things like that. They'll make a big difference, you know, seeing the light, you know, this is early, I'm an hour earlier than you. And so, you know, it's light out by the time I get up and sort of appreciating those little things. And you know, it can be it can be hard to do that when you have when we were just coming out of so much drama. Um, last night, I did pay attention to the it was a very brief candle lighting ceremony to acknowledge the passing of so many people from COVID. And um, I just appreciate it. Again, speaking of rituals, it wasn't big and huge. And it was, you know, the president made a few remarks, then they walked outside. There were 500 candles going up and down the stairs of, of the White House. 
and a band played a beautiful version of Amazing Grace, about two verses of it. And then they walked back inside and you were just left there looking at that with this moment of silence. You know, and um, that's pretty powerful stuff. And to just sort of take that moment, how much time did it take out of my day? 10 minutes? You know, and it's the same thing coming back to what you've discovered in terms of rituals. It's not that it takes hours and hours. You can do that. If you want to have an elaborate altar, you know, we had that one episode. It was very funny. We had this one episode. It's called, it's not just about candles and altars. But what happened was uh, Stefan misheard candles and thought it was camels. And so when it, when it initially posted, we had this episode about camels and altars. And I was curious what we had talked about in that episode because I was like, when did we talk about camels? Did we talk about how many humps they have? I don't know. I did not know that. You mean they do like llamas do or alpacas? Fit. So first, great point. That was such a good point of like, yeah, does, can you take a moment to help you process? Because I think when we learn to process stuff like grief, like sadness, like the stuff we resist, then we're less likely to go pick up bad boys with masks or drink or drug or overeat or over, you know, like I think absolutely just lean into those feelings that we resist. That's where the freedom comes from. But um, yeah, and on a side note, so I used to work at this restaurant that was cat corner from Radio City Music Hall. And the guy who was one of the producers or whatever, he would come in for lunch all the time. And he'd be like, so the rock, you know, the Rockettes, they yeah. did Radio City Spectacular. And he'd be like, oh, my God, the camels are spinning everywhere. Are he, You know, every year it's like a new spectacle. So it was hilarious. And he'd, he'd be, he always invited me over, but I was always so tired from working so many. I wish I had gone over there, but I was always like. Dude, I, I got to get home because I got to come back tomorrow, you know. But yeah, the camels were spitting. The camels spit. Didn't know each other then, but I was working on the other side. So I was right near Rockefeller Center too, but nearer to Fifth Ave. Ah. And so I would go for a walk at lunch and I'd be like, there's a camel. This is New York. Um, <laughs> you know, there are some sheep. You know, there's a horse. You know, the horses are you know, more routinely, you know, scene but you know in new york too you can kind of get a little bit like yeah there's a camel you know and and it's you know i don't know maybe that's a whole nother topic about when things become when when camels become routine uh, maybe that's maybe that's another talk for another day when you're like you're like you know here i was walking down the street the other day and this guy walks by and again it's you know i think it was like maybe 20 degrees and he's wearing a kilt. And because I'm from New York and then now I'm in Chicago, I'm like, oh, look, a guy with a kilt. And then I just continued on my merry way. And I sh maybe I should have been more shocked. I don't know, but that's a very big thing now because there's a guy, there are these guys that are driving around all parts of Scotland with, you know, with kilts and cameras. Oh, that's kind of a cute thing. Anyway, we, di we digress, we digress. I don't know, but you know who did have good legs? I will say this. Um, Placido Domingo in Idomeneo in like circa <laughs> 1990. It was a terrible production. And I, I don't know why they were costumed the way they were. But I was like, that guy has pretty good legs. 
who knew he could sing and then he had sexy legs. So right. there you have it. There you have it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I am, I'm sending prayers to Texas. Uh, mm. I know it's just really hard. Um, people are having to boil water in Austin and, um, you know, and I, I am speaking of rituals. Uh, we started off talking about that. I have to say, I'm so, you know, when people used to say, say your gratitude list. And I used to be like, you know what? I don't feel grateful, but I have to say, like, especially when it's cold every night when I get into my bed, I'm like, thank you, God, that I have a warm bed mm-hmm. you know, and, and hot water. And um, and I just think about how many people who don't have that, you know, right. you know? and um, yeah, we really forget what a miracle it is to be alive. And yeah. just some of the some of the things that we take for granted that that we're able to do, it's it. It really is, it, it can be hard. And when you're in a desperate situation, it can be hard to feel great. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And, you know, I know for me, I feel like New Jersey keeps going, hey, you're eligible for a vaccine, <laughs> but you can't get one. But I'm going to keep sending you emails that you're eligible. You're eligible. Did I, we tell you, Elaine, you're eligible. <laughs> But you can't get one. I'm like, didn't just stop telling me I'm eligible until you know. But it's like Elaine, this is a luxury problem. So anyway, so thank you so much for listening. It's been so nice just to have a nice chill conversation. The internet has worked. Thank you, God. And yes. you're not wearing. You don't have to wear a parka. So that's up. You know that's exciting. And you know, Kathy Keegan is. A really amazing coach. If you uh, are looking to change your job, if you hate your job, if you are like, well, maybe I could like my job or her mission is to end needless workplace suffering. And she's really an amazing coach and a speaker. You know, she's, she's the bomb. So if you are looking for anything like that, you should talk to her. And how do people reach your, you, Kathy? Um, www.kathykeegan.com. Did I say that like an announcer? That was fabulous. That was so, it's like my new favorite podcast, Smartless. They'll they'll go into announcer voice and it, oh my God. And they riff on each other. It's so funny. It's funny. Hey, Elaine. Yes. What if yes. people want to get in touch with you? How would they possibly do that? Thanks for asking. You know, I have a lot of ways these days because I, I do a masterclass once a month and I'm doing Zoom jams. The easiest way is Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. So Kathy's with a K and Captivate the Crowd is with C's. So that's how you tell us apart. (laughs) That's right. And and we look a little different for those who see us. Um, But not much. We're pretty, you know, I would say. Well, I went went with a wet hair look today uh, because Kim Kardashian had a wet hair look at one of her things. And I thought, you know what? If Kim Kardashian can do it, then, you know. Wet hairs look okay. marvelous. So thank you. Yeah, well, thanks so fun. much for watching. We send you so much love. If you know somebody who is struggling or feels like they need to talk about vulnerability or connection, send this recording to them. And we'd mm-hmm. love to hear from you. We'd love to give feedback. And thanks so much for listening and watching. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yay! You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com 
or Kathy at KathyKeegan.com or Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. See you next time.